Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome back to a very special episode of Technically Movie Mondays. It's wow. a movie review, Sean. <laughs> on a Monday. I am joined, as always, <laughs> by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Uh, we used to do a weekly movie show. We went yeah. to monthly, but now there's a little movie that came out a few weeks ago called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So we thought it'd be pretty fun to drop a movie review here on all of your podcast platforms to everyone listening to this. The beauty is is that we're talking about this movie and we're excited about it and not burned out by having had to talk about every <laughs> news leading up to it for the past four months. We never, And you know what? I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't watch any trailers <laughs> for this. I was so happy. <laughs> um, so if, uh, if you give us a like and review whatever podcast platform you're listening to this, on if you've never listened to one of our reviews before we have by the way like there's loads of them over on the patreon we've also done loads of them for movie mondays as well over the last yeah. like year and a bit um but yeah we normally just kind of do general spoilers straight from out the gate so yeah. if you have not seen the movie i would recommend going to watch it before listening to this episode to find out our thoughts and why would you recommend watching it connor do you think it's a good movie I I think it is yes. <laughs> I think it's yes. I also think it's a good movie. It's probably but we can't trust what you say because you also said Ant Man Quantum Mania was okay. I think I don't think that's unfair that it's okay. <laughs> it's not the worst one. It's not the worst one. Yeah, well, I suppose it's like getting kicked in the balls instead of the head. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Which would you rather? No, we're off topic. <laughs> Guardians Volume 3 is a very good film. And I think, I think you're not going to like this. I think it's my favourite Guardians movie. Uh, okay, well, look, I'm, you're absolutely okay to say that, Sean. I'm not going right. to fight you, right? All we're right. not going to fall okay. out over this. I know you're a Guardians 1 stan. Um, I'm, I'm, I am, yes. I will die on the hill the Guardians 1 is the best movie of the Marvel movies. Um, just because it has no right to be that good. It, yeah. It, there's, it's coming from a much further distance out than, say, Avengers Endgame or Infinity War. Where you have to make up a layups. lot of ground, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so look, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. I What I wanted to start with was... Um, by the way, this is just a review, so we don't really have anything else to plug. We have socials and all that stuff, but you, look, it's fine. It, it's You're smart, people. <laughs> They're all down below. Um, but yes, um, what I wanted to start with was, this movie's a long time coming. Yeah. It was meant to come in 2020, and then, of course, got pushed back because there was a little thing called James Gunn getting fired. Um, yep. Then they realised they wanted him back, they and now he's head of DC. <laughs> <laughs> like it's been a weird five years for the man. Like they had it teed up, like to just be have like a slam dunk. This movie should have come out years ago, but maybe it wouldn't have been as good. Because I feel because he got the run at DC and he got to do like the Suicide Squad, 
This movie is way more James Gunn than any other Marvel movie is like its director. Yeah, I I think that... uh, Actually, I did want to ask you a question. As a trilogy... Yeah. uh, I think this is the best one. Oh, totally, totally. And, like, it's designed as... From the start, there was going to be three Guardians movies. James Gunn was going to do all of them. So you're telling me he had an idea for all three of them? Imagine... The follow through. It's 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 <laughs> unprecedented. But he did an interview yeah, like Lucas Phillips is just like, What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Taking notes. They're all in the Disney cafeteria together. <laughs> the uh, but no, James Gunn did an interview during the week, um and he was saying that Guardians One was about the mother, Guardians Two is about the father, and Guardians Three is about the self. And it's like that's that's perfect. That's what you need. That's that's how Quill grows. That's how every character grows in all of and this. And this, um, this universe needed this big time. But I also think the reason why this movie works so well is because ha- is because it has nothing to do with the rest of the stuff that is shit around it. Yeah, like the everything happened and it's there is reference made to the fact that like Rocket and Nebula were alone for five years. Like Quill. And you can see that in the movie. They they have like a connection. Yeah, like they, they care about each other because that was all they had. Rocket loves the Zune because he had that for five years while Quill was gone. Like uh, the Christmas special is referenced in the fact that Mantis is his sister. Like and the big one, Gamora. Yeah, and um, I know, like for the way I would see this, James Gunn did not want to kill Gamora. Um, I think he wanted. I think there was rumors he wanted to kill her at the end of two, but it's, if he wanted to kill her, he didn't want to bring her back, which was obviously a Russo brothers or maybe a Disney decision. There's a couple they of wanted those all in the this. Guardians. Um, yeah. And so there's a few things that you can see that like they were just kind of given to him, probably didn't want it that way, but it's written in such a fucking great way that you're kind of like, I think, I think maybe he was okay. I, I think he actually made it work better <laughs> than, than it could have been. Honestly, like, like the Gamora stuff in this is really interesting. Like, and it's, it's fun as a, like a comic book reader to be like, oh no, that's a version of the character that I know. But they didn't go through all of that, and this is how it plays now. Um, mm. I also the, like the fact that Thor is not mentioned at all in this movie. <laughs> Never mentioned. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, right? Like James Gunn didn't know Love and Thunder was going to get shit on so much. Mm. Like, so he couldn't have known that. But then, by that same logic, you would then think he probably didn't want that team up either. I also think Taika probably didn't want that team up. I think, once again, that was more just a decision. Wouldn't it be cool if we put them together? And then both directors were like, yeah, but within the first five minutes, we're just going to disassociate completely with that idea. Like, it'll be a cameo and that's it kind of a thing. Um, And, like, it's... I think, yeah, it's far enough removed from everything, but also close enough tied in. It's believable that the Guardians aren't intricately involved with every storyline that's happening on Earth because they have a galaxy to get around. Um, Yeah. And I like it, and it picks up, I think this is set something like 10 years after Guardians Volume 2. Yeah, I was trying to work out the math. So obviously it's five years, they're gone. Yeah. And then another four years on top of that, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Because, like... Groot has aged that's that's one of the big ones um, but then also yeah like five years of the blip or the snap or whatever the fuck you want to call it uh, <laughs> the dusting uh, that all happens yeah, I, so I, so I think it's like nine or ten years later so yeah. I mean they're all looking still looking very well fair folks oh actually somebody who I want to give a shout there's a Everyone is kind of a standout in this movie. I don't mm-hmm. really know if there's... Um, by the way, if you don't know, we like the movie. Sean, like the movie? Like the movie. I I think it's fucking fantastic. Um, I've, I've read some things where people didn't really like it, and I can't understand that whatsoever, because it's very, very good. And at least six people around me in the cinema were crying at the same time. Oh, man, I was I cried a couple of times in this movie, man. I don't, Multiple it just times. got me. It just fucking got me. I also laughed, like properly laughed at points as well. It's it's a movie that just, 
what this kind of said to me was like, it's just a movie comfortable in itself. It knows exactly what the fuck it wants to do. And it just knocks out of parks. Like, this is what, these are the points we want to hit. And nobody's disagreeing because it's like, no, James, you know exactly what you can see it. Yeah. You can see at the start, he executed it perfectly. And, and we all just got to respect that, the and, comedy and the emotion. Yeah, and all of those actors, except for maybe the likes of like Zoe Saldana and Bradley Cooper, like a lot of them, if it weren't for James Gunn making Guardians of the Galaxy, they wouldn't be as massive and household namey as they are now. So they're I gonna- think that Chris Pratt is not good in other movies, but he's fucking excellent as Peter Quill. He is perfect as Star-Lord. Like, <laughs> like I can't figure it out. Like, him in the Jurassic World movies, I'm like, like it's fine. Like, he's, he's grand, but he doesn't have the same... I don't know what it is, but in this movie especially, he is such a fucking standout. That, and he does get shit on a lot because he's in every animated movie now. And he's, he's yeah, look, he's, and he does a lot of things off camera that's not a bit iffy as well. But as, like, as Star-Lord, for two and a half hours, I'm like, you are the perfect person to play this role and you are killing it. Because Star-Lord, apart from like any other character, Star-Lord has massive glaring flaws. <laughs> And like he's fil- an idiot, but he's also not an idiot. He, no, he's an idiot. He's brave. He's dumb. He's stupid, but he's smart. Like, but he's loyal. He, like he's loyal to the end degree. He will he, just yeah. die for his friends. He's cl- yeah, and he's like he's clever and he's cunning and all this kind of stuff. Like and but also and like this is the best. Like I, I okay. So Iron Man two major plot point of that is that Tony Stark has a drinking problem. Where And it's played for laughs in a party where he pisses in the Iron Man suit. Whereas in this, Quill is on his own depressed drinking during the day in a bar and has to be carried out for what seems like multiple times by his friends because he's such a mess. Because Drax says, oh, it's happened again. Yeah. Like, that, that, like, just that in itself in the first five minutes of what is seen as the comedy... Like superhero team. What I would say is, look, I don't think it's a perfect movie, and I think it's weird that they bring that up and they never touch on it again. The drinking thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, I think they wanted that moment where he's like, "I fucked up." Oh Jesus, I I fuck. I'm after letting Rocket down as well. Like I let everyone, everyone I know, I lose. And I think they wanted that moment. I would have liked them to go a bit further with it because it's only ever touched on in that scene and then kind of moved on. But it's also not played for a laugh, which is good. Yeah, it's like uncomfortable to watch it. Like the, 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 yeah, no, like the Quill stuff I really, really like in this. This is Rocket's movie though. Like, oh yeah, that little I think it's Rocket and Quill. Just like, but Rocket's the driving force and Quill's just behind him. Yeah, and like, just, oh man, like, the fact that most of this is told and it's Rocket's backstory, that's like most of Rocket's storyline in this. Like, heartbreaking, first of all. Uh, But second of all, and look, it will come to this later, but I just really want to fast forward to this because it's my favourite bit in the movie, is where it's after they save Rocket and they're talking over the comms and you just hear Rocket's voice say, well, at least we're all okay. And it's like everyone's reaction and everyone's vibe changes and they're just fucking happy their friend is alive. You know what? That moment was the bit that got me. Oh, um, dude. When Mantis just goes, Rocket, we love you very much and we're happy that you're alive. Yeah. And that was it. And then I was just like, oh, no, I'm gone. I'm just, oh, I'm (laughs) in bits. Lads, you can't keep doing this to me. That CGI raccoon is going to get me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I cried so much. It was great. You know, because I didn't actually cry at the um, the Lila getting shot bit because I was like, oh, she's dead all oh, day. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. W- when she got shot, I was like, oh, that's really sad. But it was that, that moment that I was just like, Rocco, we love you. We're so happy that you're alive. And there's a moment where Nebula's crying and then I'm crying. Everyone's around me is crying. There was like sniffling <laughs> nonstop for like the last 40 oh, minutes. Oh, man, it was insane. It was insane. And also like the floor, the bunny, like having a panic attack when Lila gets shot. Oh, oh. A- oh my God. Oh, la- oh. oh lads. Like... <laughs> 
Um, okay. I want to talk about the villain. High evolutionary. High evolutionary. Uh, I mean, Sean, it might be the best villain. The first Guardians has the worst villain. One of the worst villains in all of Marvel. Because right? it's just like the, like the most six out of ten. Like which doesn't cr- make it because the movie is, that's what I'm talking about. That movie is so good as a when it shouldn't be. That mo- that villain is so terrible that it, it doesn't make any sense. Bring the movie down. It should actively, but it doesn't. This movie is brought up an extra level or two because the villain is so evil, so awful. Like, every time he's on screen, you want to fist fight him. You're just like, I want to throw hands with this man. He is an awful person. This dude is scarier than Kang. Like... Yes. The... Um, I mean, it's uh, Chikudi Uji. Um, I hope that I pronounced that correctly. That actor is fucking amazing. Absolutely killed it in the role. Like, eating scenery all day. But just every time he's on screen, you're just like, you're genuinely the worst. And we have like a group of idiots that have good hearts, but they're dumb. And we're just like, we just want them to succeed against this really smart person who's just awful. Yeah, and like he, like he's unapologetically awful, and you can tell it from the start. But then, you like when he goes full raving lunatic, like and look, this is it's kind of a departure from the high evolutionary that's in the comics. They have the whole like per- perfect world, experimenting on animals, all that kind of thing. But he's he's less he he's more scientific in the comics, whereas this dude is just he is a ball of rage and paranoia. <laughs> Like, and, and, I and love he's just it. willing to blow it all up. He's like, that wasn't good enough. Yeah, I'll just start kill again. everyone. I don't care. I've made sentient life and I will destroy it. Uh, like, And the moment when Rocket comes up with the solution and he's just like, how did you know? Yeah. How did you know that? And it's not like, well, I have respect for you. It's I want to kill you now because yeah. you are not better than me. I am God. God doesn't exist and that is why I am here, is what he says. That's such a fucking raw line. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, just everything to do with Rocket and the flashbacks. Um, there was one or two complaints that like the flashbacks aren't always in order so it's not just like it just kind of cuts back to the flashback sometimes and sometimes it's like rocket thinking about the flashback i don't really have any issue with that whatsoever no i was um, never confused because i'm like what was I, happening. I understand that, that is a flashback and yeah. i'm like that's fine that's probably young rocket and he's a baby and he's playing tag with his friends and they're gonna they're gonna go to the new world shot oh they are they're gonna go to the forever and beautiful sky oh my god oh teeth. jesus christ not teeths. <laughs> Heavens, no, not teeths. Um, he was the best one. He was the best of us. Like <laughs> it's, and also this movie is way weirder. Like there's a whole space station made of flesh. That's fucking weird, but also very James Gunn. Very James Gunn. There is. This is. There's body horror in this movie, my friend. Yeah, there is, and I think. I actually think it was a great thing that got pushed back. That, as you said, he got to do the Suicide Squad because that is 18s. There's a lot of body, body horror in that as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, with that time away, you kind of come back to this and you're just like, I have new ideas. I have different ways that we can shoot these scenes that are a bit more, like, visceral. Yeah, we could get across. It's PG thirteen somehow still. Like, um, and it, it put, like it's right on the limit of what is PG thirteen. Like the fucking rocket claws a man's face off. He does, he does, and like Nebula gets all of her arms and legs broken constantly. Yeah, um, just and Mantis has her arm broken by. Uh, okay, I actually we talked about. What Adam? did you think of Big Adam? I think. I think people might have a problem with it. I think that's the way you do Adam Warlock now. Cause I yeah, I, I didn't have an issue with it. No. Adam Warlock in the comics was like this being that he was just known as I think him for the f- first time like his first experience. And it was this group of scientists wanted to make the perfect human and him was born and then he flew off and started learning about things and he came back like a pompous god asshole. And then now in Guardians, you have, he's born, but he's literally a child. 
Like he's mm. he's the body of a fucking like a god, but he he has like he has no experience. He has no other outlook on the world other than what his mother told him. But I I don't and, think there's anything specifically wrong with having a character that isn't like it's a, they don't have to be in every scene. So there was pl- complaints that like they, he was barely in it, but that's all so fine. Enough. I think this is, goes back to and I'm gonna call it the uh, one division problem where. I think online we come up with our own story. Adam Warlock's in this. He's yeah. the big bad. He's going to be in this movie for at least an hour and 20 minutes. No, He's like... got to be. And we build it up and build it up and build it up. But I actually think me and you, we didn't watch anything to do with this. And I was like, oh, Adam Warlock's in it. That's that's all I know. I'm not, yeah. even, gonna, I'm not even going to look further into it or speculate on how much he's going to be in it. I going in, I was just like, okay, he's the inciting factor. He gets, he comes in, he fucks the whole Guardians up, absolutely nearly kills Rocket. And then you're like, Jesus, he's a big bad. He goes back, High Evolutionary just basically nearly chokes him out immediately. And you're like, oh, there's now a level. Yeah, so yeah, now I know dangerous. the power balance here. But the higher High Evolutionary, he's he's another five levels above. Um, yeah. And the, the, like with Adam Warlock, a character that powerful... In like as powerfully like he wipes the guardian, he wipes the floor of the guardian. There's no challenge. Like that character against anyone else in the Marvel universe just walks all over him. So you make him inexperienced, and that's the way you overcome it. And he also like yeah. it also lets the guardians grow because they're like, oh no, everyone deserves a second chance, which wouldn't have happened in the first movie. Like, I think it's way more boring if, like, he's in it as, like, the high evolutionary's bodyguard for yeah, the whole movie. It's just worse. It's, like, a way more boring... Like, I would rather he's just kind of a fucking gung-ho, like, out and... He's just... He's kind of with the high evolutionary, but he's just a loose cannon. And he pops up every now and then, but he's not the main focal point. The focal point is Rocket's story and them trying to save Rocket. So all he needs to do is nearly kill Rocket and then fuck off. Yeah. And then they're like, right, Rock is nearly dead, and the high evolutionary is the reason why um, that he we need to figure out something to save him. Who knows that? Okay, the person that experimented on him for years, he's the new big bat. Yeah, and like it, and I like how like Nebula has experience with like I oh know he makes a lot of the upgrade, like that company makes a lot of the upgrades that she got from Thanos and all that. Also, sorry, wild that uh, Adam Warlock and Thanos will never meet each other in this universe. Because they're like... That is a weird situation, but enemies. also kind of... I don't, I don't know, I think it's neat. No, I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it matters at all. But I just think it's like it's a, it's an interesting observation. I was also going to say, I, when you mentioned Nebula, Karen Gillan, uh, this might surprise you, is fucking unreal in oh, this movie. Just fantastic. the shit out of it. Have you ever seen her be bad at anything, actually? I don't genuinely think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> she's just always been excellent. She's just outrageously good at, at doing stuff on the screen. And, like, I mean, all of them. So you have Pratt, you have Zoe Saldana, Dave, Dave Batista. I mean, yeah. the man, he's just, he's killing it. Oh, um, Batista's uh, whole arc of being, like, he's not a destroyer, he's a father. Like, oh. Oh, actually, though, one of the best scenes of this whole movie is the bit between Mantis and Nebula. When they're just like, and Nebula's like, yeah. he's a fucking moron. And, like, he's he's going to ruin all of our day. Like, he's going to kill us all. And Mantis is like, I know he's an idiot. But he's the only one who doesn't fucking hate himself in this team. And he makes us laugh. And that not that enough sometimes? Yeah. Like, d- d- they're, it's fantastic. D- when those three are on the high evolutionary ship together, that is absolutely James Gunn responding to online comments being like, why is this person on the team? Because mm-hmm. we see Drax is, like, he's a good fighter and he's strong. He gets them into the ship. But also, he is able to talk to the children and relate to them and not be a fucking dickhead for two minutes. Mantis, those, there's three big monsters that they are like locked in a cage with. That is the monster that they fight at the start of Guardians At the start of number two, yeah. That it takes the whole team to take down. And then Mantis takes out three of them with just her powers of calming them. Like not Mm. looking for a fight. And this teaches Nebula to be a leader and to be her own person to not just be like the muscle like the the mercenary kind no, of but, type yeah and and the but, bit when she was like he's an idiot but he's the only one here that doesn't hate himself and he's good it's kind of played for laughs but then you can see the hurt 
Right? Yeah. She, she's like, he's a fucking idiot. And then what makes it even more heartbreaking is when she's like, forget. Yeah. And then he just forgets. But Nebula has seen it all and she knows. And she's like, fuck it, she's actually right. Like, there's so many fucking layers to this idiot. He's just a giant idiot who kind of ruins a lot of their days every day. But he also loves them all. He's just, that's just who he is. That's the, yeah. And... Like, he does fuck up the plan and he goes rogue and all this kind of stuff. At the end of the day, they, like, they couldn't do... They couldn't be the Guardians without him. Mm. Yeah, and... I, I Yeah, Pom Clementife as well, she's outstanding in this role. Um, Just, like, just so good. As a character that came in in the second one that is now, like, should we shouldn't have that connection with yeah. her as we did, say, maybe the first few... Uh, in the first movie but like she's part of the team and I love that dynamic between her and Drax because they're both just idiots back and forth but they're like they're idiots but they're both on separate ends of the scale of like emotional intelligence as well yeah 100% like and the 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 the, the they, they had the whole Christmas special together as well so I buy that those two are just always kind of paired up together and are just fucking they love each other but they're sick of each other's shit at the same time yeah um there's so many scenes that i want to get to i'm gonna mention one scene i didn't like sean oh um i'm gonna say a negative part of all but when i say negative though i mean like it didn't ruin anything it's, it's a fucking excellent movie go see it but um i didn't like the scene in the uh you know the the big base yeah um that's made of human flesh the flesh base and yeah 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 when Drax gets shot twice and the music changes to be like dramatic and yeah it's kind of like oh he's gonna die but then everyone's still making jokes and I'm kind of like it's a weird vibe I wouldn't have included the second shot I would have just had him be shot once because the second shot kind of implies he's definitely gonna die uh, yeah it, it feels I, it, it, it did feel like something was going to happen there and then I do like how Quill diffuses it by being like tricker, like he does tricks. He's like, let me in. I'll just yeah. talk to them. I'll speak from the heart. Then he's like, ah, I was bullshit. <laughs> Turns on all the jetpacks. That's because, funny. Because Quill is so good. But yeah, I was okay with that. It was just when the music changed and Drax gets shot. And you're like, oh, someone's going to die. Because for the rest of the movie, I'm 100% like someone's going to die. Oh. But literally that was the one scene where they did it. And I was like gonna die and then they're like nah it's only a joke and I'm like ah f- oh, I, got- I feel feel like that was a weird vibe to set up and then not do anything yeah I feel that could have been like f- maybe audience screenings or something maybe interest dipped a little at that point and so they just need to put in a little bit of fabricated tension to actually can I ask you a question yeah. do you think somebody should have died I here's a, I think the movie is made in such a way that I wouldn't be unhappy if anyone had died in it. Does that make sense? Specifically Quill. Quill, dude, even if Rocket had died, I would have mm. been okay. Like if it turned saving out saving all the raccoons. If he had died saving all the rest of them. Yeah, see the danger there is that you end up with like a like a baby Groot kind of ending where one of the raccoons mm. sticks around with the guardians and all this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I don't know. I don't know, did, did I want someone to die? But I was fully prepared for someone to die. I, I have a theory. And my theory is that I, I like the idea that Quill goes back and sees his granddad. Yes. That's, I'm absolutely fine with that. But I also think that James Gunn probably did want to kill Quill. Yes. Um, And I get the sense he probably wanted to kill someone else as well. But... There may have been somebody in a boardroom somewhere that said, well, what about in 10 years we w- might want to do a reunion? And if you kill Quill, then we can't bring any Guardians back because he's the big draw. Yeah. And we we need the leader. Um, and I, I mean, it could have been any of them, but maybe the idea was, I want to kill the team. And they're like, no, we want to keep the team together because maybe not next year, maybe not the year after, but 10 years from now, we want, might, might want to cash in and maybe do another thing with them. Yeah, and like 2026 Secret Wars is going to come out. And so they'll probably want the Guardians for that as well to bring everyone back. Like, I and also it's it, it, it says that it does the thing at the end. It's like the legendary yeah. Star-Lord will return. Now, the thing with that is it doesn't say Peter Quill will return. It says Star-Lord. Oh. Could be a new man. 
there was people complaining about the fact that he didn't use his jet uh, boots and his face mask. The um, face mask James- was destroyed in two. Uh, I, th- I thought it was as well. That's, that's why that's Yondu thought. gives him the shield, and that's why Yondu dies. But then James Gunn had a tweet, and he was just like, "Yeah, but apparently he got a new one in Infinity War. They just like the Russos just didn't clock right that it, it was but destroyed. Then, even worse, so then is that I think James Gunn then said that he forgot it on this one, which. Like, he um, had to leave no. in a hurry from nowhere, was the excuse. He had to leave in a hurry, I think, is the way they wrote around it. But I suppose, look, you have to have that drama. That he wanted War- Adam Warlock to pop back up for the big save. I think it went on too long. I think his face became too big. Honestly, the, 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 the <laughs> face, like, morphing and exploding in the vacuum of space. First of all, that man is dead. And yeah. so, uh, if, uh, it was... Because at the start, I was like, I thought... He was going to jump and do the cool move and nearly fly over, hit the debris. I thought we were going to see Quill die. He was going to realize that he was going to die, and then and like and then have the zoom in his hand and throw it to Rocket. I thought that was the, going to be the send off for Quill. Then once his face started exploding, I was like, "Oh no, he's definitely not dying now." They're not sent <laughs> like the complete opposite to the heroic Tony Stark fucking death. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it was so weird I think you just don't have the face expansion and that scene is better I don't That's... mind it I don't I, I don't think it's bad I don't think it takes away from the movie it's just when I knew they weren't going to kill him but also his face goes back to regular size and I'm like how does that work but then you can get around that by saying his dad is literally like a god so no, I suppose all of that got burned out of him at the end of two. Oh, he's a human. Yeah, he's pure human. It burned out all the celestial oh, energy no. from him because no, ego he, was he destroyed. Dead. He dead. He, he dead. very he's fully dead. <laughs> he fully dead. I, I don't know. I don't know how to how to hey, look. It's a yeah, thing. That was one of those where I was like, I understand you want to have the granddad scene, but I also understand that you can't have that scene and the granddad scene. Really, I think you got to pick one or the other. Um, what happens? Either his face doesn't expand. You show Groot's. All of his his arm freezing. That's fine. Keep that in. Yeah. But then just have Adam Warlock come in twenty seconds earlier, just as he's just dying. Warlock picks him up and gets him gets him back to the base. Yeah, hundred percent. And like it's it, it 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 doesn't really change anything. But it's just it's. Oh, me and you were just nitpicking. <laughs> oh, like this is the smallest flaw we can find. Like it's I I look. Couple of just weird off the cuff things that I really liked. Uh, I like how they flew nowhere into battle and fired a big laser out of its eye. I thought that was really cool. Craglin and Cosmo is such a nice like pairing. I think that's really funny. <laughs> I like. I think the the goodbye joke went on for maybe one extra joke too many, uh, but I like the joke. I think it's because we know where it's going. Like it's it's yeah. Chekhov's bad dog. If you if there's a bad dog at the start, <laughs> there's going to be a good I think dog. There was four the mentions of it though, and I was like, James, tree, tree is the rule. No, no comedy comes in trees, but hilarity comes in force. <laughs> Um, any more offshoots any more just weird offshoot things that I liked um, I like Nathan Fillion in this I think he's having a fun I, time with it I I love Nathan Fillion in everything um, yeah. you ever watched just, Castle uh, I have it's real good fantastic hair the man has you just, gotta respect that hair for that age of a man that level of hair <laughs> unprecedented <laughs> unprecedented I love the bit he's like I got one of them yeah. he's a fucking idiot I fucking hate this I know guy. it comes up later on again there's anyone he talks to he's like I fucking hate this fucker <laughs> I hate that guy he's the worst um, yeah okay so do you want to talk about the big scenes that we loved um, there's some slight negatives, but we also love the movie, so it's tough to say like everything is terrible. Um, yeah. I don't know if, you, if the, people have come here for controversy. I don't know if they'll find it. Sean, what scenes did you really love? I like the bit where they just they they go to the meeting with the high evolutionary and Quill and Groot, who I fully like buy as kind of brothers in arms at this point. Uh, not my favorite Groot design, but it's growing on me, uh, and then it changes. I got it. Wildly at the you end. Know what? I liked it. I, I got into it once I saw it because he's just he's the bruiser now because he was raised by the fucking guardians. But I yeah. like how they just fucking massacre an entire room of people. I think because I think it, doesn't it happen twice. Once it's like kill everyone. Yeah, we kill everyone, and then then the high evolutionary comes in and is like, all right, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
And then yeah. afterwards, like the second time, Peter's like, kill everyone. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. kill everyone in the room. Throw the grenade. Fuck yeah. them. Let's talk about what we all love in a Marvel project. A hallway fight, Connor. <laughs> this is the best hallway fight. It's, the best ha- it's top daredevil for best hallway fight. Like I, I think this is... Yeah, I think this is the best one. And also, I got annoyed watching it, though. And the reason why I got annoyed watching it is because I now have to watch this another seven times done worse in the next seven projects. Yep. Absolutely going to happen. Because <laughs> everyone's going to be like, that's a good one. And I was like, that is the best hallway fight I've seen. But when Daredevil came out, the next seven things all had to have a fucking hallway fight. But none of them could do it like he did it. Do you remember after Avengers came out and everything had a fucking rotating shot of all the heroes (laughs) just doing little poses? But none of them will be as good as this. No, it's never as good as the first time you see it. And and the reason why this is good is because you even watch the people fighting. They're fighting specific with each style. Yeah. And that's done because the directors had at least six movies or five movies with these people uh, at a Christmas special. Um, and, like, they know exactly what every character would do in a certain situation. Like, Gamora's going around with the sword. Drax is just ripping people apart, throwing blades. Um, Groot is, like, putting his branches through, at, through things and then, like, spreading them out to explode them. Yeah. Rocket is just hopping around. Uh, the, my favourite bit was Quill putting the three bombs on the guys. Yeah. And then he, then he ro- you're like, what is he doing? And then he rolls up and he just presses the button to treat him just to get electrocuted. Like, it's just fucking perfect. It's so good. Like, it's how they fight. It's just, it, I can't express. And if I was watching it, because, like, the way I was watching it was, like, if you know the Star Wars throne room fight, where if you look at individual guys, they're just kind of stabbing at nothing and doing little choreographed Do moves. I know about it, John? I reviewed it on our Patreon recently. Good plug. <laughs> and then, in this one, now, I've only seen it once in the cinema, but everyone is doing something in the background. Like, it's it's fluid and it's it, it you buy that it's happening, you know? Mm. Also, yeah, it's, and it, also, um, I mean, you have the song No Sleep Till Brooklyn oh, being man. played. When, once that kicks in and they start doing the fucking hero walk shot and then they open it up to the hallway and you're just like, this is going to be fucking fantastic and I can't wait. The soundtrack in this is real fucking good. I, I, I mean, I like how stuff that we're not mentioning, uh, like soundtrack, yeah. uh, comedy, fucking hilarious, uh, soundtrack, like not every joke is going to land, that's absolutely fine, but a lot of them do, and I think with any comedy, if you get like a 70% hit rate, I you take that all day. Yeah, like, and I think uh, James Gunn, he's just answering people's questions on Twitter as well, uh, so it's the Zune, um Yondu found that full of music and then he deleted the ones that he thought Peter wouldn't like. No. Oh. That's... Well, that's because he may have been your dad, but he wasn't your daddy. No way. <laughs> he might have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... I think this movie has so many fucking great qualities. Um, um, yeah, the music. Don't uh, watch music this movie. Music by John movie. Murphy, by the way. He oh, also man. did it as well. Yeah. Shout out to John Murphy. Probably an Irish man somewhere along the way, so we got to give him a shout out. They all are eventually. Yeah. Um, don't watch this movie if you're not cool with um, depictions of animal abuse as well, I will say. Mm. Some of it's yeah. quite grim in that regard. Uh, that might lead into my next point of the, VF- the VFX in this movie are fucking fantastic. Who knew Marvel could do good VFX? Like... <laughs> Who knew? Just it's been years. Who have seen all of the other movies? See, here's the thing: is that you need to treat every movie, treat every VFX Mm. project like it's James Gunn's VFX project. Okay, because this there's not one moment in this movie where it takes you out. Where there's and this is set in literal space. Yeah, in spaceships. And every review we've done of every Marvel movie so far, Sean, for like the last two years, I've said to you, it's taken me out. And I always refer back to the opening scene of Doctor Strange when him and America Chavez are jumping along. I was like, that looks so bad. And it's not on the VFX people. They were probably given like a day to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like beaten with whips when they didn't do it fast enough. That's, and they probably didn't get paid either. Fucking bastards. But this is so fucking good. It's so amazing. Like it, it all there's a raccoon up. that's not actually there. And when you say there's animal cruelty, there isn't actually animal, but they're so real looking. 
that you're like you're like oh no but then yeah oh it's just it's I, I I like it feels like it's the new bar you know to measure against because mm. every project up until now has had one VFX shot at least that's been just fucking memed into oblivion like the kids can face you, and Thor can you think Thunder. of any shot in any Guardians movie though that's a, that's a poor VFX shot yeah no no I cannot I can think of a movie where trained. the Guardians are in it where the VFX is poor doesn't count. Doesn't Did count. James Gunn wasn't leading that F- VFX team. That's true. That's true. Well, then, no. No, the Guardians have only had solid VFX the entire time. Because, I mean, that tree and Raccoon are there, but they are there. Like, they're, Oh, they're, like, they're in the world. They're fully there. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Everything is just so... Like, even this, like the stuff in Nowhere. Like, the Nowhere is a set, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, it's an yeah, actual yeah. built set. But, like, everything in this feels like a real place. Which is fucking bare minimum, you would hope for. But <laughs> <laughs> like we're complimenting the fact that it looks real. Yes, it has picture and sound, boys. Lads, what are you talking about? You built a few sets, did you? Jesus, lads, look, look at him. Uh, that was a load of money these James days. Gunn, we shouldn't understand it because like, nobody else is doing it. So, James... Fucking well done. I actually recently watched The Suicide Squad. Um, I think it was like last week, the week before. And fucking amazing. Still holds up. Still excellent. Of course And all those sets look real, real. Like, real good. Um, And, like, I think that... I always think of the cab base, you know, when um, Peacemaker and uh, Bloodsport are, like, butchering the whole village. Like... If we're going to talk about it, if it's Thor, Love and Thunder or Doctor Strange or something, <laughs> they're making one little hut and then putting the green screen in the background and calling it a day. They're getting that big screen they use for the Mandalorian and putting a forest <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I could not think enough about, when you mentioned animal cruelty, I was like, but no animals were literally hard, but the animals are so realistic that you have to actually mention that there yeah. are some disturbing scenes for the fake animals. Yes, that's that's the thing. Yeah, like and and it's 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 important. To, it's not unnecessary. It, like it's just it, it, I don't know if you're on the fence and if you listened this far to a movie you haven't seen, maybe just mm. to keep that in mind. Uh, but then, again, a man's face gets clawed off, and I think that looks fucking rad. To be fair, though, he is Hitler, so I have to figure that in. Brings me up to my next point: that the way he looks with his face all clawed off and shit and bloody, that's how I want a red skull to look if they ever do him again. <laughs> True, Just but there's no horrifying. way they're going to show that for a full movie. Not at all. Not at all. They'll, no. get, they'll get the one in you know, the smoky robe that they have in Infinity War. I, I have another thing I love. Go for it. And I don't know if people like this, but I love Quill and Gamora in this movie. Oh, yeah. I I think that's fantastic. I think Quill would be absolutely heartbroken. And he is absolutely heartbroken because imagine you were with someone for years and then they died. And then, a, I mean, like, obviously a clone comes back and looks like them, but doesn't remember you. Or like, it's one of those mo- things where like, like someone gets into an accident and they ha- go like have amnesia. They can't yeah. remember their partner or whatever like, it's insane like, would, it would fuck with your brain so much but the way that they like build a new relationship that's different from their other one like yeah. the, their, their little send off at the end with Gamora <sighs> is just like I bet, bet we, we were, were fun, fun. Oh. so like you have no idea it's like fuck <laughs> I'm gonna cry again <laughs> Dude, I cried no. so much at this movie like I, and you know what topped it off? The cherry on that fucking cake was when Gamora went back to the Ravagers and they all gave her a hug and yeah. she was so happy because it's a different person who's she's had her a own different person. experience. Like, and she has, she's forged her own relationships and life now. It's, she's not just aggressive. She's not just a character. She's three-dimensional. She just yeah. grew up with the Ravagers rather it's than with the Guardians. Absolutely insane how it happened. But it's, <sighs> I somehow love both versions of Gamora equally. Like I, I no, I love I love original version more, but this was like such this a one's strong so way. interesting. The, the, yeah, the ending with like I bet we were fun is the best line they could have finished it on. Yeah. And and you just see Peter's face. There's just that moment like Chris Pratt, as I said, he I think he's like outstanding in this film. Just like 
when they talk about you can see all the sadness in his face whenever she's talking to him yeah. he's just heartbroken because it's like it's got their face and their voice and their yeah. body but it's not them in, also just on Chris Pratt acting when he's fucking resuscitating Rocket just refusing oh. to let that fucker die because <laughs> they're like, brothers Chris Pratt can act but only a Star-Lord apparently <laughs> apparently because like in every other movie I'm like oh, that's just Chris Pratt but in these movies I'm like I would die for that man yeah he, I, he's so good it's oh it's outstanding the and oh okay and the dance party to Dog Days are over at the end like so good Nebula dances and she doesn't dance. That's a whole thing. Uh, like Drax I thought dances. it was a bit cheesy. I thought it was Shrek two it. levels. Man, I love that kind of shit. That does it for me. <laughs> what he does it for me even more is the new guardians that they have set up at the end. Uh, mm. When they play, come and get your love. Uh, like when they run out, it's dumb as fuck, but I love it. And also when Quill goes back to visit his granddad and he's on the walls. Yeah. pictures of him on the walls. And oh, man. He never forgot him. He never forgot him. He never forgot him. And you're just like, he never forgot Jack Oh, Christ alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many good things. Like, so many good lines. I love, as I think you've already mentioned it, but like Quill with... um. The lady on... I don't know what the name of that base is. Uh, I don't know the name of the company. The company is Orgocorp. Yes. Um, but I don't know what their base is called. Uh, it probably has a specific name. Um, but you know, Quill with the, that lady there, and he's like, I'm going to charm her. And Gamora's just like, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. And the two of them are just having arguments of just being like, old Gamora wouldn't do that. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. And there's that big elevator scene where he explains everything to this strange woman. And at the end of it, she just kind of looks at Nebula. Nebula's like, he left out a few bits, but that is literally what happened. He's he's an absolutely broken man, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like the little summary there of just everything that's... And they, like I like how he acknowledges, no, I nearly destroyed half the universe by myself because I got mad. <laughs> and, and he's like full on nearly on, in tears constantly whenever he tells the story. He's just... And uh, like... I don't know, man. It's just, it's so refreshing to see consistently written characters with consistently good VFX in a Marvel project. Uh, we, seems seems like a good idea. I, I would do that in every movie. Just make make good movies, is what you would say. I, I would say write consistent movies, good movies, maybe have an idea of where you want to go in the next movie. Um, want to like maybe a trilogy, if you were to do it, and then maybe pay a lot of very talented people in VFX to do really, really good VFX. And I think it might do yeah. a good movie. And pay pay your VFX artists, pay your writers, pay everyone involved with the production of the film. I, I will give a shout out to... Um, I love James Gunn talking about uh, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, um, he's done a lot of interviews this week and he's constantly... People are like, you're a director now, but you're like, how'd you run this whole company or this whole movie? And he's like, I kind of run it. But to be honest with you, like... I have final say, but like you've got director of photography, you got costume designers, so all yeah. those people are absolutely killing it. Like it without them, the movie's completely different. Hundred percent. Uh, it's called the Orgosphere. Is the headquarters? Orgosphere. Uh, um, I've been looking that has up the that whole great time. scene with the radio when they all real good are jumping out, and it's just like blue means yellow, yellow means green, green means, and it's just like <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, but you've also you've definitely worked places where that kind of logic applies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but there's another scene where Quill is just so fucking good. like you can see so much hurt in fucking Chris Pratt's eyes. He's wearing a space helmet. And he's just like. We, I think we could be something. I, I know, you, I know you don't want that. I know you're not her, but I think we could be something. And then it's just like, oh, everyone, it's the joke of everyone's listened to it or whatever. Yeah. But for those sixty seconds where he's talking, you're just like, give him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, he's lost everyone who's ever meant anything to him. Also, this movie has gotten uh, there. There's no scene in this movie where someone goes, "He's behind me, isn't he?" Uh, oh, which is. Yeah, just always a win always a win in mm. my book mm. uh, also um, how do you feel sorry very cool scene they jump out of a fucking window and Groot becomes a hang glider how do you feel about this Connor because I think it's rad as hell I think it's rad as hell as well. and like he's interrogating this dude and he just 
he doesn't kill him, kill him. He ploughs him into a field. <laughs> well, he, the other dude was a Nazi, though. Oh, no. To be fair. I would do the same thing, given the chance. <laughs> if you see a Nazi, push them out a window, is my advice. But also, like, the ship is coming towards him, and it's just got, like, how desperately Quill wants to save Rocket. The ship, the boy, is coming towards him. Yeah. And he's still digging the chip out of this dude's head. It's like he's not missing it for anything. And, and then what makes that is like later on when Nebula and that ring and they're just like, we're coming to save you. Yeah. It's like, I made it out with like this like, spectacular plan. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You know I always make it out last minute. Spectacular plan. Also, the group a bit at the end where they're all breaking up and they're like going their separate ways. First of all, heartbreaking. And heartbreaking. second of all, uh, Groot, when Groot says, I love you guys, uh, that's, yeah. he doesn't, like that is us as the audience understanding Groot for the first because time. Because we've spent so much We're time with the family. <laughs> <laughs> We're like Gamora. Oh, 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 just, oh, little fucking dumb CGI stupid raccoon singing creep at the start. Oh. <laughs> little dumb CGI raccoon. Dumb idiot character I shouldn't give a shit about. <laughs> None of these animals are real, but fuck me. When those raccoons start crawling all over him and he reads that he's actually a raccoon and then he finds out his identity. I don't know. Is that way to keep your man alive at the end if mowed through hundreds of people at that point? Just let him die. I don't understand. Yeah, it's an odd one. It is an odd one, but. I like. I We're going to start. I'm going to. Avoid the emotional stuff, Sean, because I mean, like, everyone knows this movie's fucking fantastic. 100%, right? 100%. Um, the moment that made me laugh, because I hadn't seen the trailers and now I have, is the bit when Drax throws that basketball at the little girl. Yeah, great. Um, very funny. But what's not shown in the trailers is the scene after it when they're just like, um, Groot, go full Kaiju. <laughs> and, and he grows big and just goes, Aah! <laughs> and all the people just start running I'm just like this is so dumb but so funny the, like and uh, how the, the the new group design at the end is pretty cool as well where he's an even bigger wider tree uh, oh yeah and he's just like a boulder and it's just like group wake up and he yeah. just like powers up because he's full in like maturity and he's like in prime condition he's massive uh, what else is good Craglin with the arrow he gets a little arc learning to control it that's really nice and fun Michael Rooker yeah. shows up and gets that paycheck for one day Rooker's uh, never not getting a James Gunn paycheck you know that about Rooker has to happen yeah um, and what else Drax is good Drax lying down on the couch yeah that's a good gag good bit First f bomb in why am I saying, first fuck in the MCU after Eternals? Am I right, guys? Uh, I don't know. Am I right, guys? Guys, guys, come on, come on. Um, I think it's actually perfect in that place as well because it's so unneeded but also very funny. Yeah, apparently the Russos had one in Infinity War, but they didn't want to use it. They didn't want to be the first person to say fuck in the MCU. Kevin mm. Feige said this to James Gunn, and James Gunn was like, if you think you're talking me out of it by saying that, you're entirely wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, as, to go back to the Suicide Squad, there's an F-bomb every second sentence. Oh, yeah. That. Like, like, like the bit at the start when they're just like, we're all, when Bloodsport's like, we're all going to die. And um, Polkadot Man is like, I certainly hope so. And then Bloodsport just goes, oh, fuck it. <laughs> fuck <this. laughs> like, Just fuck so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so like he was the perfect man to do it and also it's a great scene he's like open the fucking door and then yeah. she opens it and he can't start the car because you're just like I was eight when I left her I never learned <laughs> I don't know how to drive it's just, oh it's so good um, I, I honestly I don't know how many more times I can say oh it's so good in this whole report because the very I mean the very star of it is um, when Rocket Raccoon is a baby and he gets thrown into the cage and yeah, he just goes accurate. hurts and that's all he says because he doesn't know any more words and he's crying. His first experience, oh, his first sentient thought is pain. I mean, what do you want from me, guys? <laughs> and then when he says sky and he's going to be a rocket. Oh, lads. Oh, Jesus. Oh, lads. Um, yeah, I I, I like uh, the bit where, I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but yeah, Quill, when he's just like, he tricks the, and he's just like, I need this microphone so I can talk to everyone yeah. and tell because you're just like 
he it that's a great character moment because that doesn't work if we don't know him and at the moment he's that emotionally unstable that you're kind of like you believe yeah. that that's what he's going to try and do but that's the first time this Gamora properly respects him is when he tricks this woman like yeah because he's he because he's um at, up until that point he's like stop killing people stop being yeah. fucking terrible up until that point he's not really peter quill like no actually that's a very good point certainly not star lord in that moment and but i think he's even more not star lord because gamora's there Mm. so he's going extra far the other way to kind of prove a point to be like you're a killer you're the old gamora wouldn't do that yeah but the old quill definitely would have as well but like if old gamora was there he would have done that plan like 10 minutes before that he would have been up to even worse shit yeah 100 percent. it would have been a worse plan but it would he would have done it <laughs> yeah of course he would have and because well, she would have just rolled her eyes and got along with it because it's just like yeah he's kind of charming that's just the way he is he's he's dumb but he'll get the job done yeah like i i don't know man where do you think the guardians are going from here like nowhere the- do you think well? I do, well, that, that place doesn't exist. Do you think we I just made, don't like, hear from them again until? The I big hope team we up? never hear from them again. You I would be happy with I that. I think. I mean, there's no way that's going to happen. But if I was to do it, I would go just bang out these three movies, kill it, absolutely. Just I, I rewatched number two. It's actually a lot better than we all gave a credit for. I think it's an excellent movie. Oh, it's, solid. it's just because number one is ten out of ten. It's it's like if. Like, what can you do with that? Um, yeah, where do you go from and there? And so, no, number two was like nine or eight out of ten. Everyone's like, ah, shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what can you do? So this one, is, I think, is back to ten out of ten. If we want to do ratings on it, like, yeah. I think, Again, as a trilogy, there's no weakness. This is my favourite one. This is the one, this is the one that's a, the most a movie to me. Like, there's the most... This is this This is the one that is the most for me, that somehow still works. And I, I think this one is the most because we have the other two. It's, yeah. it's actually the perfect third movie because it plays off everything you know about all of these characters and what they've been through up until this point. So it's very emotional, but we also care about all of them. Yeah, and you've had all so the when they care about. And so when they care about each other, we also care about how they care about each other because we care about them. We're just like, we want them to be okay because we've yeah. seen you at your absolute worst. Like we were there at number one when you all hated each other and the battles you've been through since then. Like I love Nebula and Rocket being best friends because they were the only two left. And Rocket, to add another layer to it, he'd already lost all he'd of his lost friends before. Everyone. That. He'd lost like, everyone he'd ever met, and then he lost them all again after he met all friends. So, of course, him and Nebula would be best friends. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be? And, oh, man. The fact that Rocket never stops as well. Like, it, like he just, after everything he lost, he keeps going. Again, dumb, stupid, idiot, fictional raccoon. <laughs> stupid <But> raccoon. <laughs> he just, he, he, he never. He he can like he, that's why him and Thor I think worked well in Infinity War. Well, so, old Thor, yeah, old Thor, yeah. Rocket had already lost everything, so he was the one who told Thor like, "Listen, take a minute." Yeah, and like, like it's uh, fucked. Yeah, it's shit. It's awful. There's a job to do, but you need to be in the right headspace to do it. And I I, I love the scene when he him and Lila meet back up, and he's like. I want to see the sky with you guys. Yeah. And they're like, not yet. You gotta, you gotta go back. Like, Man, it can't just be that easy. You have another family. Me, part of me would have been okay if he died right there. I'll be honest. I think so too. And, and But you know what? That's a great sign. Yeah. It's a great sign if you we were like, if there wasn't a moment where we were like, ah, oh, he's coming back. Like, he's clearly alive. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm okay if he dies here. I think as a character, we, lo- we love that character because he's so flawed. But he's flawed for a reason. Yeah, and like, and he turns back to save all the animals, and he tells Quill we got to save everyone. And Quill fucking does it. He doesn't complain. He doesn't try and argue it. He knows it's important. Ah, oh, man, what a movie! <laughs> More like this. And then they Marvel. all have the big team up at the end. High evolutionary getting fucked up by all of them one Just by one. Just wailing on this dude. So good. <laughs> oh, lads. Oh man, I just. I think we've kind of covered everything, but I don't know if anyone knows, but we kind of, we think this movie's okay. I think it's really good. I hope the Marvels is as good when that comes out. I'm really looking forward to the Marvels. 
I think, but I think I just like Kamala Khan. I yeah, just, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Kamala Khan. <laughs> because I, I think she's the best character. Like, she is, she would be this version, like, Pierre Quill. I yeah. think that character you can do a lot of stuff with. Or, or Rocket. Like, really, really funny and can really add to a scene. Whatever scene they're in, they will just add to it by their characterization if the script is right. 100%, yeah. Like, they know what that character is. And just put that character in the situation and it will come naturally. And but also, yeah. this movie has the best villain in Oh, in the entire MCU. Better than Thanos. It, you think he's better than Thanos? I don't think Thanos would have killed a buddy. No. Like, I, Thanos is the biggest threat, but the High Evolutionary is the best villain, if that makes sense. Because, because Thanos would have wiped out half of the raccoons, but he wouldn't have outright tried to kill the raccoons if that yeah. he wouldn't have experimented on them he, he would have just wiped out half of them I, like in a perfect world he wouldn't have made them feel pain yes he would have just made them disappear yeah. and that would have been okay because he wanted balance whereas the high evolutionary is just evil and he yeah. just he just wants to cause problems I, I seen a great review from two guys on YouTube that they were just like every time he was on screen they were standing up in the cinema like, <laughs> they were trying to fight him just ready to go <laughs> like, just bristling leave him alone <laughs> yeah me too that's what I was doing as well <laughs> I, I think if you have a villain that every time he's on screen you're just like stop stop doing stuff just stop being a dick and just be nice I think you've you've killed it I think yeah. and, and also the fact that he's no sob story he's got no he's no got he's no just a dickhead he's it, just sometimes a cunt. people are just dick we've all worked with people yeah <laughs> sometimes people are just dickheads Some people are just terrible sometimes maybe not as terrible as him but pretty bad some people are yeah some people are uh, Sean do you want to give it a wheat of X rating of some kind 18 out of 2 <laughs> I've had a very good time I had a lovely time <laughs> this has really cheered me up this this movie made me cry multiple times but also cheered me up yeah. I think that's a good sign and I will watch it again I guarantee that I've seen it twice already and I will probably watch it a third time um, very good just the two lines that always get me is the bit when uh, Pom Clementife is like, Rocket, we're glad you're alive, and yeah. I bet we were fun. Just Man. two killer lines. Don't know how you managed to do it, James, but by God, <laughs> you've done it again. Just <laughs> Very excited for Superman. Can't wait for Superman, let me tell you. <laughs> it's mad that people doubt it. That James Good would be good. Yeah. It, I love that this movie is so good because all the people are like, oh, he's fucking washed up. He's done. Like, he goes across. I don't know what Superman's going to be like, but I know that I trust James Good and I think he's a very talented human being. And if he's writing and directing it, I mean, it might be pretty good. It's I probably going to be better than most other Superman projects we've seen. Can't be any worse than Superman Returns. Can't be worse than Superman Returns, <laughs> which I maintain is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a great Superman casting, but also Kevin Spacey. This is, we're getting off point, off. right? But if you if you like the review, um, we've got loads of reviews over on the Patreon that we reviewed loads of movies. We have monthly movies or movie monthlies coming out at the end of this month. Yeah, um, where we will act like we've not. We're not going to talk about this movie. But we've covered this is the now. review of it here. Yeah, yeah we'll refer you to this one, um, and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, if you want to know how we feel about it. How did you feel about it? Please send us in. We have Detective Diverman's discussion group. That is our Facebook group. We also have a Twitter and Instagram. Um, we have a Patreon. We have a TikTok. If you want to head over to any of them, maybe give us your thoughts on any of this, because we'd love to hear what you think. I've had multiple people message us on Instagram telling us that they cried multiple times, Good. and I completely agree. <laughs> oh, wow. Imagine crying at Marvel. Cringe. No, I cry all the time. Uh, it's... <laughs> Oh, that dumb CGI raccoon. Stupid dumb idiot raccoon and his tree dickhead of a friend. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, floor and teeth. Fuck <laughs> off, mate. Oh, Nobody Christ. makes me feel my own feelings. I won't cry my own tears. <laughs> um, I think that's it for uh, this movie Monday, Sean. I think so too. I have been 
Sean Connor Lawler I, I, and I have been Sean Bean there we and go. we shall see you all at the next movie but please and also weird news of Hero Zero this week everything we do so many shows watch them listen to them <laughs> I guess Bye. how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.